Greetings to the PATH family. Our slogan at the PATH is meeting you where you are. We invite you to follow, share, and check us out on social media. You may connect with us at any time, anywhere. On Facebook at The PATH Church or Instagram and Twitter at Join the PATH. Without further delay, enjoy this week's sermon. So Christmas is more than just a festive season. It's a time to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And really, that is the birth of hope, peace, joy, and love. His birth is the beginning of the new covenant where God used Jesus to intervene so that we can have salvation and eternal life with him, right? If, if we so choose, right? And Jesus' love has no boundaries, It invites us to extend compassion to all those who we come in contact with in our journey, this thing called life. And so, um, you know, at Christmas season, we are all really excited about what's going on, right? But there are some of us who have challenges in this this Christmas season. You know, those of us who... um, probably have no relatives, no friends to celebrate with. Those of us who probably have just moved to the Georgia area, or maybe some of us are struggling with uh, loved ones that they lost, or the Christmas season reminds them of people that they've lost in the past, right? Or possibly there's some individuals who might have lost their job. But for us as Christians, we should be able to search our hearts for those people, and prayerfully reach out to them. You know, maybe just giving them a call. You never know, a conversation with somebody could mean so much, right? Possibly give a gift, give them a card, invite them to Christmas dinner, or whatever that might look like for you, whatever encouragement that might look like for you. Amen? Amen. And so um, today, preparing for the ceremony, um, I wanted to talk about a couple of things, and, and one of them is the, the birth of Christ. And I'm sure that sometimes when you're reading the scriptures, the same scripture that you've read before, you notice something different. Something else jumps off at the page, right? And um, it's probably maybe a new insight that you might have, or possibly you have questions about that, that, those verses. And kind of I had... Um, question about the, the, the verse I'd like to share with you today, or the verses I'd like to share with you today, and it's Luke 2, 8 through 18, right? So let's read that. And there were some shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens and on earth on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests when the angels had left them and gone into heaven the shepherds said to one another 
Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had, what, what they had been told to them about the child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds had what the shepherds said to them. And so here I wondered, you know what? Why did Jesus use shepherds? You know, what was the significance of that? Maybe, you know, the shepherds could identify the parallel between their role, their occupation, and what Jesus would do for mankind. Right? They protected the sheep at night as Jesus protects us from the evil one, the devil, right? They guide the sheep to the pasture, and Jesus takes care of our physical needs and feeds us spiritually. More importantly, he feeds us spiritually. And, what, and, and so they watched over the sheep at night to make sure they wouldn't get lost, right? Because you know, sheeps wander. And so for us, God is our navigation. He guides us, right? He shows us where we should go. And he still does, does that to this day. Or maybe, just maybe, God wanted us to know that he can use anybody, right, to accomplish his tasks. And so the shepherds back then, they were seen as low lives, untrustworthy, dirty. And because of their occupation, they couldn't observe ceremonial law. They were deemed unacceptable. And in some sentences that I read in commentary, they were mentioned in the same sentence with prostitutes, tax collectors, and sinners. They were just a notch above lepers. Wow. And so there should be no doubt in our mind, right? If God can use us to accomplish, accomplish whatever whatever he wants, whatever goals he wants. And so the amazing thing was that the shepherds had an opportunity to see the baby Jesus, the Savior, the one who died on the cross for us, the Messiah who was spoken about in the Old Testament prophecies, and the prophecies came to pass, right? The Lord, the King of kings, the Lord of our lives, the one we should imitate. And the angels were gave the shepherds the information needed to find Jesus. You know, God never leaves us out in the cold. He always, he always shows us the way, especially when we're talking about salvation. There's never a, 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 a point where we say, I, I wonder what, what, what God meant by that, right? If we're truly looking at the scriptures, we know, and we can find Jesus and so, before we go any further, I'd like to ask you the second question on Menti. Do you believe, what do you believe is most important to sustain you? And if, and if you have a family, to sustain your family as well. What do you believe is most important to sustain you and your family as well? Amen. Faith. Love, health, family, your job, 
Seems like faith is going to win this one, right? <laughs> so in this season, it's, it looks like it's probably faith for most of us, right? And, <laughs> and so you know what? If one or two of these things are missing, it's, it's very hard for us to navigate through life, right? And so for the shepherds, they, they were faithful. And getting back to the story now, um, for them to go out, they had, like I spoke about before, they had to know exactly where to go. And the angels gave them those directions. But here's what didn't happen. What didn't happen is they didn't say to each other, hey, bro, you know what? We, we, really, we really can't go because we have to take care of the, the, the temple sheep. Nothing, nothing can happen to them. That is our job. And because, you know what, if we do this thing, there's going to be penalties and repercussions, right? Don't we, we think about those things whenever we're going into an endeavor? We think about the possibilities of what can happen. And sometimes that prevents us from doing that particular thing, right? But here... It did not. They didn't let their job or anything else, any other uh, commitments get in the way of going on this particular mission. And I think they were probably the first mission team in the New Testament that, that went on this mission. And what happened? They saw the baby Jesus. It was just like they were told. And they did what? They went and told everybody. Right? It, the news spread. They went and told everybody. So um, I have a little homework for you. Just a, just, just a little homework. What in your past or your present today has hindered you from doing God's will? What, what has hindered you? And some of you might say, you know what? Nothing, nothing has hindered me. Or maybe... For some of us, you know, we have to do some soul searching and, and do some research because I believe <clears throat> growth happens when we reflect and we adjust, right? Would you agree? So that we can overcome. Here's the thing. It's been my experience that, that usually sometimes it's our emotional attachments, things that we deem important, whether they're important or not, right, that can stop us from experiencing amazing uh, miracles, amazing victories in our life. And so I'm reminded um, by a, a Christmas song, a Christmas song that has the word mountain in it. Do you know what that song is? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm going to sing it for you. Yes. Now, I don't want y'all to leave, but I'm going to sing. Go, and listen, won't you, won't you join me if you know it? Amen? Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and Woo! Go tell it on the mountain. That what? Amen. Woo! Have y'all ever tried to climb a mountain. What, was that easy? 
man, there's some, there's some rocky paths trying to make it up those mountains, right? Some ditches, some mud. You know, you got to clear the way, bushes. Things prick you, you know what I mean? But what happens when you make it to the peak? You guys ever had that mountaintop experience? You know, I just came back from um, Puerto Rico. I had an opportunity to, to see some of that. It's amazing when you're up there and you can look and you can say, oh, man, I, I want to go there. I, I, man, that town looks so nice. Oh, gosh, that water hitting the shore. Amazing, right? That is the beautiful thing because if we allow obstacles going up those mountains to stop us, if we don't change, turn those obstacles into opportunities, come on now, we might not have the opportunity to grow, right? So that, that is amazing to me. And it's just having the opportunity to go over the hill, go over the hill to, to all the other places that you see. And in the word it said, you know, kind of looks like spreading God's word, sharing that Jesus Christ has been born. When I think about this as well, it reminds me of what we're trying to accomplish next year. We're trying to plant a church, right? And for um, myself and my wife, we had to count the cost, right? We had to say, is, in our season of life, you know, is this what we want to do? And I think we have to be real because it's going to take a lot. It's going to take all hands on deck. It's going to take a commitment. And really, what I had to say to myself, Michelle and myself, is do we believe that God can make it happen? You know, we have all these things within us. But do we believe that God can make it happen? And the answer to that was yes. I remember when I first became a disciple. The church back then, which was the GACC, Great Atlanta Church of Christ, it was probably about 50 people, right? And so I loved that small community of believers. You know, I knew everybody, the singers, and Jody was singing at the time, amazing singer, right? But then a brother came up to me and said, you know, Paul, it ain't going to remain small. And I'm like, who's this visionary? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Telling me it ain't going to re remain small. But it didn't. And it didn't because he had that experience. He knew what was going to happen. He knew that the church was going to grow. He's seen it happen before. You know, this is, this is Mike speaking to me. And so now for me, looking at going out and being a part of this new church plant, <laughs> I've seen it before. I know it can happen. And so being a part of it for me is some, it, it, it's, it's just something in my heart that I said, you know what? The people in Sandy Springs, they need to hear the gospel. You know, is, is, that, is that your heart? And I know there's so many of us that are going, right? And there's so many of us that have to stay to kind of build here as well.
And so let's, let's shift gears for a minute. I want to talk about another scripture, right? And um, it's uh, John 21, 15 through 17. But first, let me, let, me, let me set the tone. Jesus and the disciples, after um, Jesus' resurrection, Peter, sorry, and his disciples decided, you know what? We're going to go fishing. And I don't know, you know, there's commentary on it that, that's saying they, they went back to what they were familiar with. Or maybe they just needed money to survive. But whatever it is, they went out fishing, and they were fishing all night and, and couldn't catch anything. Jesus was on the shore and said, listen, throw your net on the right-hand side. And they did that, and they caught a miraculous amount of fish, right? Fast forward, they went to the shore and had breakfast with Jesus. And um, this was the third time that Jesus had appeared um, to the disciples, right? And it was like old times again for them. They were with uh, Jesus, their, their rabbi, having breakfast. And, and then Jesus asked Peter some questions. And that's where it gets challenging, right? So, so let's read. Pick it up in 15. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said to Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? This time, Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Right? Question. Have you ever been asked the same question multiple times? Huh? I have. Listen, by, by who? By who? Who asked you those questions? Well, you know what? Wait. Oh, oh, wait. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Don't, don't answer that question. Right? But how, how did it make you feel? How did that make you feel? Well, did, listen, were you humble or did you get defensive? Hmm? Maybe you said, hey, listen, what's, what's going on? Why are you asking me this again? Didn't you believe me? Right? Or maybe, you know, you said, I thought I explained myself properly the first time. Or maybe you took it a little further and got sarcastic. You know what? Maybe this concept is too difficult for you to understand. Maybe I need to break it down more simply for you. Or just maybe, just maybe, right? You didn't do what you were supposed to do the first couple of times, right? <laughs> you know, things can get real when emotions are involved. But here it is. I believe that Jesus was preparing Peter for the next season of life to allow him to see how important his role would be in the development of the church and to give him a vision moving forward. There comes a time after we have trained, after we have tested our skills, 
to put them into practice, right? And Jesus had said to Peter, you know what, Peter? On this rock, I'm going to what? Build my church. So he asked him to feed his lambs. And you know what a lamb is? Do you all know what a lamb is? It's a baby sheep. And I think in other words, Jesus was saying to Peter, you know what? I want you to take care of the individuals who are young in their faith. Or who, not, who, ha- who have not yet had a relationship with me. And then again, Jesus, for the second and third time, said to him, listen, take care of my sheep. Feed my sheep. To me, that meant, you know, Peter, you're going to probably have to do some correcting. You're going to have to probably do some guiding to the seasoned Christians so that they can move on and do even greater things in the years to come. Right? And you know what happened? This materialized because Peter stepped into his role. If we look at Acts 2, the day of Pentecost, Peter stood up and he told the people exactly what it was going to take to have a relationship with Jesus and to be saved. My friends, Jesus asked Peter some questions, right? This is part two of your homework. And so if Jesus was here today, what questions would he be asking you? What would, what would that look like? You know, if I'm, if I'm being transparent, I think, I think Jesus would be asking me some questions. They probably would sound like this. Paul, do you have the same zeal about evangelism as you once had when you were baptized? You might say to me again, Paul, to the best of your ability, have you been allowing people to see my reflection? You might say again, Paul, how are you doing with forgiving others? You might continue on to say, Paul, are you praying and studying my word on a regular basis? You know, I believe those are foundational questions, basic, basic questions that we need. And if we're taking a sober judgment of our Christian journey, those things need to be intact. You know, I have nothing against us having New Year's resolutions, right? But if our foundation is cracking, if it's not firm, we're putting something else on top of something that's already crumbling. That's something that we don't want to do. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. amen. And so we're about to take communion. It's a time just to remember the sacrifices that have been made for us. I think sometimes I take it lightly because I truly don't every day of my life think of the prize that I have gained the things that really mean so much to me that God has given me a second chance at life 
That is amazing. And he has done it for so many of us seated here today. And for the many who can hear my voice, if you have not taken the opportunity to get to know God, I encourage you to start today. Amen. Let's go to God before we take communion. Heavenly Father, you know, we love you so much, God. And we're thankful for your church. We're thankful for the way you look after us, take care of us, Father God. We're thankful for you sending your son to die on the cross for us. God, thank you as we take this juice that represents Jesus' blood, Father God, and the bread that represents his body. That we think things through, Father God. We think about the impact that we're trying to make for you. We're thinking about tomorrow, Father God, and how we can help to advance your kingdom. Father God, we, you know, there's just so many things that are pulling us, Father God, and I pray that your word pulls us the most. Father God, we love you so much. I say this prayer is in your mighty son, Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. New sermons are uploaded each Monday morning. Simply search The Path Church Atlanta in iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting service. Additionally, we greatly appreciate your feedback on iTunes. If you would like to learn more about The Path, we encourage you to visit www.thepath.church. We hope to fellowship with you soon.